Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Welcome to Voice of Aroha. My name is Zara Zafar and I'm one of the hosts. Uh, so before I start introducing my guest, I would love to say a big thank you to all our sponsors and supporters, especially to BGI for providing us with the space for this episode. So we're very fortunate to have with us today, Reverend Jimmy Louie. So Jimmy Louie is a New Zealand born Chinese who grew up in Lower Hutt. He attended Waifatu School, uh, went to Hutt Intermediate and then to Hutt Valley High School. Uh, he then went on to study at Victoria University. Uh, so he is very much a local boy and uh, he studied accounting at Victoria Uni. So in the first part of his career, he worked at an accounting firm at a mid-sized chartered accountancy firm in um, Wellington. And then for the second part, he went to work as a finance manager in several commercial government and uh, not-for-profit organizations. His role, his current role is finance and administration manager at a Catholic spiritual order, uh, the Sisters of Our Lady of Missions. Uh, he is also a self-supporting priest in the Anglican Diocese of uh, Wellington, and he works at uh, the Wellington Anglican Chinese Mission, leading the English-speaking congregation. Wow, so Jimmy does keep very busy. Uh, he's currently also a member of the Diocese Finance Committee. Uh, wow, that's very cool. Uh, and he is married to Rona, and they have three adult children, uh, Philip, who's married to Emma, and also Daniel and Catherine. Um, his interests are music and he enjoys watching sports. He also plays drums uh, regularly for his church music group and occasionally for the Wellington Shanghai jazz group called the Orient Express. Yes. So yeah, Jimmy is a very cool, exciting person <laughs> and we're very thankful to have him on our show today. So welcome, Jimmy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
So how was your day today? Oh, good, good. Yeah, very well um, for a weekend. Yeah. Yes. Great, great. So uh, today we'll just be discussing a little bit of culture and uh, growing up in a bicultural um, setting. Sure. Yeah. So what does being a Kiwi Chinese mean to you? I was born in New Zealand and grew up here um, through the schooling system. And so New Zealand is home. Yeah. And um, so this is all I know. So I don't know um, life very much in any other country. Mm. Um, but I'm also aware that um, both my parents being Chinese. Yeah. And so ethnically, uh, I'm in a minority. Yeah. And will always um, have that um, background in the as a consequence of being a minority. Right, I see. So, um, um, so I often ask the question, um, where do you come from? Yes, yeah, and, I can definitely relate to that, yeah. <laughs> and even though my family's been here in New Zealand for over a hundred years, um, oh, wow. I can still get that question and um, even be told to go home if people don't like me or in situations with there might be some conflict. So um, you have, Although it is home, I have to live uh, with the understanding that I am part of an ethnic minority. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what does that mean, like being an ethnic minority to you? Oh, just that, that you know, it's, um, some of the Caucasian um, New Zealand Pākehā majority might sort of consider me um, a foreigner. Right. Um, and... Um, and so, um, yeah, just live with that the consequence of um, some people just by looking different. Mm. Uh, they, uh, they may not consider me um, uh, uh, a New Zealander. Oh. Uh, that changes maybe if once they hear my accent or lack of accent. Lack um, of accent. I mean, I, I think you speak perfect English. <laughs> <laughs> there is no accent at all. Um, that's all I know. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, you were saying that there is almost this tension between, you know, kind of living in the New Zealand world and also being ethnically Chinese. Yes. Do you feel that there are any cultural values that clash between these two cultures? Uh, the Chinese culture yeah. and background that I'm from, um, strong sense of family and mm -hmm. being part of the family and the family responsibilities, um, which are more important, I'll rise above individual um, desires yeah. and goals. And so um, th there is that tension um, growing up, uh, want wanting to um, please um, family arrangements yeah. and desires. Yes. Uh, 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 sometimes um, compromising with um, my personal um wants and desires as well. So it's a, it's a balancing act yeah. uh, to harmonize those uh, differences. Mm. Yeah. And how does that kind of, uh, not so much clash, but like differ with the New Zealand values? Yes, oh, uh, did you like find there was a struggle for you? I think it's, um, you just have to make a choice between um, which one you put first in particular situations. Mm. Um, when I was growing up, I uh, wanted to play 
um, school sports, which were often on a Friday night. Oh, I see. Um, but my father had a business and he wanted me to help in the family business on Friday nights and that yeah. pr- took a priority. And, oh, and so didn't um, participate in some sports teams that I would like or have. Um, yeah. It was my own choice. Mm. Yeah. But now looking back, do you uh, are you grateful that you did spend time with your family on Friday nights? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, um, uh, had the benefit of... Um, working in the family business and, and um, getting to know um, more intimately from, you know, working within the business. Mm. Um, and also um, that gave me um, good uh, wider commercial experience um, from a younger age as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> I <laughs> remember growing up in New Zealand as well. Yeah. Um, my parents are also um, immigrants, so... I, I remember that uh, Saturday night, it was very much like family time. Sure. Although other, uh, I remember my Kiwi friends that were often allowed to like hang out and yes. play together. Whereas for us, it was like, no, you have to be home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, looking back now, I am grateful that I did get to have that extra time with my family because sure. it does go fast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what do you like about both cultures? So both the Kiwi culture and your Chinese culture? And why? Sure. Um, I've got the benefit of um, living in New Zealand, generally a peaceful country. Um, there's a sense of fairness um, within New Zealand culture. Mm. Um, so um, grew up with that and got the benefit of that, uh, as well as the education system at the time. Yeah. Um, it didn't cost me very much to go through university studies um, at that time. Um, and I was got the benefit of um, that, and well, I um, guess that's more of a generational gap. Yes, thing for that's right. Everyone <laughs> yeah. now, university is very expensive. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, from the Chinese side, uh, definitely um, family gatherings mm. uh, were uh, important. Yeah. And especially um, when both sets of grandparents were alive, there yeah. were frequent um, family gatherings. Uh, for birthdays um, and Christmas and and those sort of um, times where the whole family would gather, sort of the uncles, the aunties, the Mm. cousins, and um, getting to know um, and sharing time with them on a regular basis. And and as families grow up and um, grandparents pass away, there's um, less and less of that uh, and less opportunity and... and, um, uh, but the sense of family by um, getting to know each other and um, understanding, uh, sharing lives together. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. That yeah. sounds really beautiful. Yeah. So did you have a favourite family gathering, like family festival or family event that you really miss? Uh, not so much favourite. I think they just happen on a regular basis and so um, would be gathering with um either on my mother's or father's side of the family mm. on a regular basis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that sounds really lovely. So what do you think is the connection between mindset and values? And what personal values do you hold that help you to have a mindset to bring uh, both cultures together? Yeah, um, it, it is a matter of... Um, finding a balance between the different sets of values from the different cultures. Mm. And um, 
had some reading around um, how others approach the same issue. Yeah. And um, the tension is to try, uh, if you try and become um, the best person from both cultures and and so you, you achieve the most and um, succeed in the, in the eyes of um, both cultures. And so right. um, there's a tendency then to be a super person that um, <laughs> can um, talk and be fluent and understand and communicate and operate well in, in both cultures. But that's very, very difficult, yes. um, especially if you're not visiting um, uh, your family's culture or homeland very often mm. um, otherwise you do have to try and and find some sort of compromise yeah um, some middle ground where you feel comfortable um, living in New Zealand but with some amount of um, your parents culture mm. um, and finding some sort of middle ground where uh, that you can live by yeah. and the values you can live by from it. Yeah. So do you think you have that middle ground or, or where do you see yourself? Uh, I, I think each person has to find it for themselves. Yeah. And, um, you know, for, I, I wished I was more fluent in Cantonese, which was my um, parents' um, uh, home, uh, the home language. Yes. And, yeah. um to express more fluently in that mm. um, the heart culture of language of, of them and um, but growing up in New Zealand uh, my fluency got yeah, less and less and um, mm. especially going through school and university in New Zealand and just communicating in English and having the mindset and worldview in English yeah yeah no i i can definitely relate to that um it's so much easier just to speak you know one language sure. yeah yeah uh so uh, do you know much cantonese oh very little these days um and uh, yeah i don't speak enough of it to be very fluent mm. yeah yeah so um in your introduction uh i Think you told us that you're a Kiwi priest, that you work at a Chinese church? Yes. Yeah, so what is it like being a priest uh, from a Kiwi Chinese church? Um, the Anglican Church in New Zealand uniquely has um, a three titanga structure. Yeah. Um, so it's titanga Pakiha, titanga Māori, and titanga Pacifica. Mm -hmm. And um, within... Um, Prior to that separation into three um, structures, yeah. um, the original um, Anglican Church in New Zealand, and that set up a mission unit for the Chinese in Wellington yeah. um, called the Chinese Mission. Mm -hmm. And um, when the Chinese moved up from the South Island further than the North Island, and um, they populated mostly two streets in Wellington, um, Hanging Street and... Um, uh, coming with the other one is now offhand. Um, but um, yeah, there's two streets in Wellington where they congregated as became um, the Chinatown from the early, late 1800s and early 1900s. And okay. um, the Anglican Church um, set up a, um, the Chinese mission, a mission unit to minister to them uh, and their requirements um, with hopefully Chinese speaking um, pastors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
since that time. Um, and um, I've grown up in that church, um, but it's a tension again because it's a Chinese community faced, um, focused mm. um, mission unit yeah. within a kind of Pakiha structure. Right, um, right. So we were often meeting within diocese events, um, essentially um, with uh, middle class um, Pakiha. Um, population of the rest of the church mm. um, and we're sort of quite distinct and different um, yeah. within that structure. Yeah. And so what inspired you to become a priest? Uh, I didn't set out to and uh, it, was a, it was a long journey. I started um, theological and biblical studies in my 30s or 40s mm. and, um, and uh, studied a, a, num a number of years uh, while I was working full-time yeah and um then um in a period when um we were changing leadership from one pastor to another mm -hmm. um a number of us in the congregation filled different roles and oh, okay. um then um the most recent bishop bishop justin um wanted a priesthood leader for the english service and so um i was sort of asked at that time to consider ordination right yeah oh wonderful yeah so how have you been enjoying this role <laughs> i'm, I'm self-supporting and so I, I do have a day job uh, monday yeah. to friday um, and mostly serve at the chinese mission for the english-speaking congregation and right. the weekends uh, or after yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's a bit of a balancing of, of time um, and um, uh, just trying to allocate the time uh, to uh, the different roles. Mm. Mm. Great, great. Uh, so how long have you been a priest now? Uh, two, since um, I was priested in November 2017. Right. Um, so it's still um, learning through the process uh, and obviously uh, dealing with people and, and changes and thinking more strategically about whether how the Chinese mission is um, relating to the community. Yeah, 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 great. Do you have a favorite thing about being a priest? Um, I, I suppose my um, gift in the leadership role is more uh, the preaching aspect mm. and um, the years of theological study uh, contributing towards that. I'm not as pastoral as some other people are and happy to let other people um, work on that side of the ministry. Mm. Um, but I also have um, quite a strategic and apostolic um, leadership um, quality. And so I try to exercise that um, where I uh, can contribute as well. Yeah, wonderful. So tomorrow is Sunday. So yes. will you be preaching tomorrow? Yes, yes. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Would we be able to get just a snippet of your sermon? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Thursday was a Jesus Ascension Day, and so yeah. I'll, I'll be preaching on the Ascension and then um, leading up towards Pentecost. Uh, so um, just following through the that part of Jesus' life um, and the connection to how we live today. Yeah, yeah, wonderful, great. Um, that's a sermon I'd certainly like to hear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome, come along. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so as you were saying before, uh, you know, it, it is an Anglican uh, mission church yes. um, it, it, and it's Chinese based, but it is in uh, a very uh, Pakiha structure. Sure. So uh, I, I think uh, a lot of people think that Christianity is a very westernized religion as well. Sure. So how do you deal with that in a Chinese context? Um, yes, more in the Chinese-speaking congregation, um, um, but I'll leave that to um, Pastor Henry, who's the senior pastor. Um, yeah. I, I preach in the English um, congregation, and so um, communicating uh, that is, is um, not too difficult. But I try to, um, <clears throat> when I preach during our combined services once a month, yeah. try to have an appreciation of um, the Chinese view of um, worldview mm. um, and incorporated that into um, how I try to communicate um, the gospel message. Um, you know, there's been a lot more um, written by theologians from outside of the West um, yeah. and trying to have an um, Asian or Middle Eastern view um, of the gospels and more to the culture um, and lifestyle. Um, of um, yeah, the Middle East and the, the Asian region and hopefully um, point out the, the different strengths mm. um, of, uh, that will appeal or um, uh, communicate better yeah. uh, into different cultures. Um, from a non-Western culture, the, the emphasis on um, honour and shame and how that communicates through the gospel mm. um, and the um, and the stories of Jesus' life is important, and that's uh, uh, an aspect to uh, be aware of, particularly um, in the combined services. Wow, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, um, would you be able to tell us a bit about how, uh, in particular, the honor and shame culture is conveyed through the gospel? Yeah, I, I think um, the understanding of that and the importance of um, upholding honour within a family context particularly. Mm. Um, and often the, the Western view of that is um, guilt and shame yeah. um, as a, you know, and um, maybe not understanding that honour is not only for a particular person, but the whole family and community. Mm. And, and yeah. so um, uh, just a, 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 pre, a more of an appreciation of um, uh, how an incident uh, might not only reflect an individual, but a whole community. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow, great. Yeah, so how does your faith help you with accepting your own cultural identity and with interacting with different cultures? Sure. Um, from a Christian understanding that uh, we are all created in the image of God. Mm. And so all of us have uh, God-given qualities and gifts and skills, and um, that each of us um, um, have that in us and just trying to um, recognize and, and um, maximize that understanding that in myself and in other people. Mm. And um, identity is first that we are um, part of God's family, and then the ethnicity side of our um, background 
um, should be seen within that. And so that each culture has um, things that are God-given and should be celebrated. And mm. each culture has things that um, maybe not um, uh, within uh, God's um, understanding yeah. uh, that well. And so um, should be um, uh, renewed um, yeah. to, um, to a better place. And it's just a uh, uh, understanding of how to critique that uh, within the culture. Yeah. 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 Okay. Very interesting. So, what would you say is sort of God given in the Chinese culture? Yeah, I think the the sense of family um, is um, God given. That you know, um, in the Chinese culture, we have um, recognition of. Um, each person within the family. And so mm. um, uh, the names in which you um, give respect to in the, the un uncles and aunties on um, your mother's side of the family is different to the um, names that you give respect to in your father's side of the family, mm. the uncles and aunties. And yeah. so um, those specific places of names and yeah. respect. And so, you know, reflect that into the church situation where we all consider ourselves um, brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm. And so that same um, emphasis on family relationship and we are all one of a family of God. Great, um, great, so that yeah. same family emphasis is, um, gives a, a depth of understanding. Mm. Um, and um, so it is, um, yeah, seeing um, that side in the Chinese culture um, expressed in the Christian sense. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. And I'd also just like to add that Chinese food is probably God given too. <laughs> Very delicious yeah. recipes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you mentioned that uh, you'll be preaching at your church tomorrow. So, sure. what would you like to say to anyone who would like to visit your church? Yeah. Um, we're across the road from the Botanical Gardens in Wellington. Um, on the hill at um, 30 Glenmore Street mm. and our English speaking service is at 9.30 and anybody can come along, um, not restricted to the Chinese community, uh, anyone who wants to um, come along to our service is welcome. And um, once a month on the first Sunday of the month, we have a combined service with our Chinese congregation at, at 10.30 um, and um, a Eucharist service. So um, feel free to come up anytime and uh, um, experience the Chinese mission, either in the English speaking congregation or the Chinese, which has their own service at 11 mm. uh, most Sundays and uh, other than the combined service at 10.30, um, the first Sunday in the month. Yeah, great. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us today, um, Reverend Jimmy Louie. Yeah, we really appreciated having you on our uh, show. Sure. And thank you for sharing your view. Um, we really uh, enjoyed learning a little bit about how the Chinese culture and Christianity relate. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we'll definitely have to come visit your church sometime <laughs> and um, sure. perhaps hear one of your sermons. Sure. Yeah. No so thank you. Bye.
That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.